Hello and welcome back to the Premier League Projects. In this episode, I'm going to try to do a new concept that I've been thinking of. It's pretty obvious, really, but we're going to be doing prediction show. This is going to, yeah, the prediction show. Of, we're basically just going to go over the games at the weekend. Mainly the, the more interesting ones, because there's a few games. No offence in these clubs, but Newcastle West Ham doesn't set the world on fire. Wolves Sheffield United doesn't set the world on fire. So we're going to more focus on um, more interesting games, quote-unquote. No, no doubt Wolves Sheffield United will finish 4 all now, and I'll, I'll <laughs> find the face, but we'll wait and see. And to go through this quest, quest, yeah, we'll go with that. We've got Mark, who is a Leicester fan, for anyone that doesn't know, he's been on a few times. How are you, Mark? Yeah, cheers for having me on, Scott. Are you all right? I'm not bad at all. You've got quite a interesting game at the weekend. Before we get on to that, we'll start with the game tonight. So Everton-Tottenham. First of all, where, where do you see that game going? Which team coming out on top and what score will it be? Do you know what, Scott? I think um, I'm looking at this game tonight because I, I do like watching me Friday night footer. I do like it. You know? Do you? Yeah, I, I do like I, it. I almost haven't got into the swing of it yet, to be honest. It still still yeah. seems new to me uh, this this Friday night. Usually, no matter what games on, I watch it because it's just, I don't know, it just gears you up for the weekend. You just sit down with a cup of tea or whatever. It's usually and, the um, championship and I've been sort of stuck yeah. to watch the championship for so many years with Leeds being in there that now I'm at <laughs> the like, I don't want to watch championship football anymore because I'm just... So I was yeah. forced to watch it, and now I'm not anymore. So yeah, no, I, I do nice. like watching it. I think it. I think even with the championship, I've got into that quite a lot recently. But but with this game, I looked at the fixture. I was like, sounds good. And then when you look into it, you think Ancelotti versus Mourinho. They're both very pragmatic. They're both very defensive. Um, I, I know the FA Cup game that they had a few weeks. That were a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, that finished. That's, what that score at the end? Three, three. No, it was four, four, three, two. Um, oh no, five, five four. You were either four, Ooh, three, or five, four, two. Ever yeah. ended win. Yeah, that was a cracking game. But I think that's because it was the FA Cup. It wasn't. I think in the Prem they're both going to sit like set up quite defensively. They both need not... to win though, don't they? This mm. is the this is the thing that intrigues me a bit because if either either of them are very long shot now to get top four, admittedly. But if yeah. either are going to make any sort of a push for it, they both have to win. Yeah. So I think I think Everton have got. They're the team that if they lose that, that's top four done. Um, whereas I think if Tottenham can just like get a draw, then they're still in it. But I think with Everton, do you think, that, do you think Tottenham are still in it then if they draw? Like they'll still be in it, but it will still be. I don't, they won't get it, but I mean, it, I think it'd do the conference a lot of good if if they did win it. But but for Everton, they literally have to win it. Else, top four is done. They sit in eighth currently, on forty eight points. Um, in fourth, you've got West Ham on fifty five. So by they've always got that game and the weather smell. Mm. I think Greg was saying it was who's a person we do. For anyone that doesn't know Greg yet, Greg's an Everton fan that we do a few podcasts with, and he's been on here a few times. But um, yeah, he were, they've had this game and I think it's against Villa mm. for a while now, and it oh, always looks like yeah. it's better than it is. But they never seem to win the game and anyway. Exactly, exactly. So you know, but yeah, anyway. I'm not sure if it, I think it'll be a, a low-scoring game. Honestly, Scott, I, I don't know if there'll be many goals in it. It might be a one nil or it might be a one all. Which so if it's gonna be one nil, which way is it gonna go, do you think? Oh, it's tough. It's tough because uh, if you listen to one one seven weekly, which is our other podcast with a, a couple of the mates of ours, then um you'll know Greg is he, he is um not playing the sympathy vote. I don't I don't wanna date him out like that, but uh Everton have got a lot of injuries and he weren't very happy with um the reaction that Jack and Scott gave him because he, what was it? When Liverpool had all the injuries, he he said, "There's your tissues, Scott," because you you were crying about Liverpool. Basically, the the whole point was that the fact that 
if you can, if you can criticize Liverpool for being bad with injuries, then I can criticize you for being bad with injuries as well. Even though in in moral sort of the way I look at it, I don't I wouldn't do as much. To be honest, I think Everton have been poor throughout the season. I, I did expect more from Ancelotti. I don't want to go into him too yeah. much. I did expect more from him than we would have got. I think we all did. I think especially he had money to spend in the summer, didn't he? He brought in he brought in a lot of his you know Alan. He, he knew him, he knew him from Napoli, so Napoli. he brought him in. James Rodriguez is obviously a state was a statement signing. He knew him um, from Bayern Munich, I believe. He managed him. Uh, knew him from Bayern, yeah, exactly. So he thought, and obviously Alan hasn't stayed fit for the old time, but you know, they've not struggled with injuries the whole season. It's only come into the last few months, uh, the last few weeks. They've had a few niggles as as every team, but for the most part, I think Ancelotti, with the squad that he's had, he should be doing a lot better, and I think he's underperformed this season. I, I would tend to agree. I'd actually go for a Spurs win now. I think I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win tonight. I'd go. I think I think Spurs. The thing with Spurs is you never like when Mourinho. I think we said it before. When he goes one or two in the up, he, he he does like to sit on the lead, and it yeah it leaves it leaves the um the defense very exposed because eventually a Premier League team will just pick you off. Well, they can see it ending draw. Defense to hold out a lead like Mourinho. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if um Joe Roden. Uh, from what I've seen of him this season, he's not looked. All that good, he really look, does look suspect. I'm not I sure don't think many of that good though. He's not, I think he's. I think he could be best of a bad bunch, even being honest. What Joe Roden, really? Yeah, I generally oh, think, like I look at Eric Diet. The only one I look at who's I think any sort of he's older viral. He's the only one that yeah. I think he could be decent. Davis and Sanchez mm. very hit and miss. They are very Joe, very suspect on that right because they've got Aurier on on the um, at right back and he. I think most people know that he's quite erratic. He's not exactly. Yeah, he's a mistake waiting to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I think to- the thing with Tottenham is when they do, like we saw a few weeks ago against Burnley, and, like when Gareth Bale is on form and when they've got Kane and Son, like they're, they are a dangerous outfit and they can beat anyone. But you don't get that it's enough. Right. They, I mean, they beat Man City at start of year, didn't they? When... Yeah, Man City. I think they they beat someone else a week or. or I can't remember who it was. Um, they've always got the shot results like the one against Zagreb, haven't they, Manly Spurs? Yeah. In fact, let me check who that that game was against because I remember watching the bit. It was um, it was Newcastle. They drew tall in the end, but I remember watching them for the, like the first whatever it was, um, sixty minutes or whatever. Um, I thought they were brilliant. I thought Kane Kane took his two goals really well. And it's so typical it. Spurs of that, isn't it? Yeah. They have first halves where I remember the first half against West Ham even earlier in the year when they drew three all and they were absolutely unbelievable from the first half and they threw it away yeah. Mourinho's dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. And then, but then they they have a result like the Man U one that we saw um, when they were just poor. I think they got got away with the, the Cavani goal in the first half, and then you've got Mourinho coming out after the game and into sort of blaming the officials. It's like you got lucky with the first we you know. I think his interviews really do bring down the bring down the club because they are negative and they are. Well, there was something that came out with Paul Pogba today as well about the way he blames the players. I, I can't, I'm not going to quote yeah. exactly. I can't quite remember exactly, but yeah, he's not something in there. He's not exactly creating a harmonious, you know, dressing room. I don't think there's many Tottenham players in there that fully, you know, like the position that they're in and like the manager. I think there's. Having said a few that, he's still getting the best out of people like Harry Kane and Son. Mm. Well, I think Son's tailed off a bit. I don't think he's... He's been, uh, he's been ringing in recent weeks. I think that's what mm. I see. But yeah, certainly Harry Kane. He's, he's Son, like, he I think best. Son's brilliant, mate. I think his finishing is just one of the best in the league. I, I, honestly, he snaps up. If you watch him, he snaps up any chance he gets. They just don't create worlds. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I agree. to the next game, which is a bit of a, a boring-ish one. 
which is yeah. would be score at half twelve, which is Newcastle West Ham. So we'll just do a we'll do quick score and have a brief talk about that. Firstly, what what is the score for that game? Ooh. Both teams are fighting for, for something. They're not fighting for the same thing, but both teams are fighting for something. Um, I'm gonna go one all. I'd actually go two one West Ham. I think I think they will win the game. And I think they'll carry on their mission for top four. Newcastle have been better in recent weeks, though. Admittedly, they have. They have. Have they got a six point cushion now as well? Yeah, they have. I wonder if they've started to take their foot off the, the pedal, but I'm no, I know Steve Bruce won't allow that, so I think they'll still be going. Um, going. Oh, they still, they still definitely need a few more points, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I do worry about them them taking the foot off the pedal, Newcastle. But if they don't, then any team battling relegation towards the end of the season, they're going to give everything, and I think that's where some teams can get unstuck. So. Fair, West Ham as well. Go on. I was just going to say, I think with West Ham as well, they've conceded something like seven goals in the last three games. It, it's going to catch up on them. They can't keep winning like that. And I think this is where they, they might drop points. Yeah, no, they've, they've been, they keep going 3-0 up, don't they? And then they went 3-0 up, drew 3-0, 3 3-0 3-2 again. Yeah. So, but I, but I they just... did get fortunate in both games. They were fortunate to hold on at the end against Wolves and, and Leicester. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. But, but yeah, I think to be fair, I, I said before, didn't I, that that might be a bit of a boring game. Looking at it, it could be boring in the way the styles of the managers go. Having mm. said that, they've obviously been a lot of goals recently in the West Ham games. But that, that's a better game than sort of Wolves Sheffield United, where there's almost nothing to play for. There's a lot yeah. to in right on that game, isn't there for both? There teams? is a lot, right? I think if Newcastle win, they're safe, and I think if West Ham win, then that's a massive statement for top four. So you if, a bit on. Is this because of Fulham's sort of really poor form of late? They have been poor, but having said that, there's still 18 points to play for for Fulham. Yeah. And um, there's six points in. I still think there's a, there's a good chance that they'll stay up. But as a um, as a person who you know got family in Newcastle and I've lived there for, for quite a while, I think Newcastle. I just really do want them to stay up, and I think they will stay up because that's just me heart telling them that they will. But Fulham have still you, got a chance. You've been there. bouncing between the fence them two for a while now, haven't you? Because I remember. I, I did think because Fulham were, at one point were um, level on points for Newcastle and um, they were just playing so much better and, and I thought Fulham would would overtake them but yeah their, their results I think they've lost four on the bounce now um, but there's still again there's six points in it and Fulham can still overturn that I think yeah no I, the, there's something about when you watch Fulham they do play better stuff than, than Newcastle but we, we will get on to them and then West Ham finally are they are they still they've obviously still in around the conversation definitely for top four now. Mm. Are they a team that are going to make it for you or just slip out? No, I think I think I don't think they'll make top four, but I think it's going to be a good season all around though. Yeah, isn't it? if they get top six, I think the fans will be buzzing with that. Um, they'll obviously I think they will though from this position. Yeah, I'm going to say they'll obviously be slightly disappointed that they won't get that they uh, fall out of top four. But having said that, they haven't really been top four all season. They've only just snuck in for the last few weeks. Um, so it's not as if like if they give it a good charge for top four and they just miss out, I think the fans will be still be happy with top top six. Um, I think it's just unrealistic for West Ham to get Champions League because when you've got Chelsea and Liverpool chasing you, especially Chelsea, who've been it's um, the magnet size of the clubs them too. So I feel like if yeah. you get chased by even like I know you're gonna hate me saying this, but even if you get chased by Leicester, the the stature of Chelsea and Liverpool is just such a a weight on your shoulder, isn't it? As a mm. There's something about it, I think, that, that 
mentally it's a lot more straining when, when you're getting chased yeah. out bigger clubs and also I look at West Ham's fixtures they're not it's not the worst in the division but I think some of them I think I can see them losing them so if you look at the next they've got Newcastle on Saturday tough tough game then they've got Chelsea which again obviously we know that's tough they have got winnable fixtures in there but then they've got teams like Everton you never know what's going to happen I just don't think they've got enough to, to beat yeah. these teams and put them away I really don't yeah, fair enough. So, Newcastle probably safe, we think, at the moment. West Ham not getting top four. I don't think Newcastle are definitely safe, though. I do, I do think, because all it takes, Scott, is Newcastle lose their next game, Fulham win it, and then they've got each other to play. And that's that's the... That's the... That's the I, I'm really hoping that last game of the season, as a neutral, yeah. if, you, if you're fans of these two clubs, you're not going to want this, unless you're, I suppose, in the situation of Fulham fan. But um, last game of the season, if anyone doesn't know, it's Newcastle versus Fulham. I know. Yeah. It's we, also because their goal difference is. I think Fulham got a slightly better goal. That's also that can have a massive effect because, like I say, if Fulham win one, Newcastle lose one, there's then three points in it. And if there's three points in it until they play each other the last game of the season, then all Fulham need to do is win if they keep their goal difference, you know, better than Newcastle. So it is definitely still, you know, Newcastle aren't safe yet. Yeah. Right. So move, we'll move on to the next game. Then the next game is, I think, arguably the worst game of the weekend. Wolves versus Sheffield United because I, I can't see how Sheffield United stay up and I also can't see how Wolves go down or get in the there's like there's almost nothing to play for for either clubs. Yeah, I think they're both on the beach at the minute. They're so. they're also both not particularly good football insides, especially with I, I didn't mind Wilder football, but with Heckingbottom now in charge, it's not for me in the same. Um, for all of Wolves' downfalls this season, you do expect them to put them away quite comfortably though, don't you, Sheffield United? You, you do, you do. But having said that, Wolves have. Been, they've lost at home to teams like West Brom this year, haven't they? So, yeah. And West Brom, when they're in a really bad patch, admittedly, they've sort of turned a, I could be turned a corner a bit, but yeah. Anyway, I don't think Wolves are really the sort of team though that would. Um, Nuno, Nuno won't let them lose Sheffield United. This is, I think, this is about confidence now going into the, the rest. You want to finish the season well going into the following season. I always remember Leicester when we um, stayed up. We won seven out of our last nine games in the in the um, Great Escape, and then we just carried it over to the next season. I think that's really important. So I think Wolves will will put them to the sword. I think it could be two, three, maybe even four now. You know. Off oh, the record, I've just reminded myself. I didn't give a sore prediction for Newcastle West Ham. I yeah. think a three-one West Ham. I, I would go for three-nil West Ham. Did you say three? I think three-one. I think three-one. I think okay. West Ham will go three-nil up again though. I you said two-one West Ham. Did I say two-one West Ham? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, well, I have done it then. Well, I, I've now they're going to score another. So there you are. <laughs> Two checks right. to score again. I'm uh, going to go with um, Joel Linton to to get another goal, and I'm going to go with Jesse Lingard one all. See what we're bouncing here, lad. Back, back <laughs> to uh, Wolves anyway. Where, where, <laughs> what's that score then? Uh, three nil Wolves. Three nil Wolves. Yeah. I, I'll go. I'll go one nil Wolves. I think. I think they'll get one it. Nil. Who's going to score? Do you know what? Fabio Pedro Silva. Ne- Fabio Silva. Pedro Neto's yeah. been injured for six months, isn't he? He is, he is. That's is... a real blow. Because I think, I, I think he's probably about, going to be off in the summer. Have you seen about Wolves recently? They, um, they, the, the board and the owner isn't wanting to back them as much as he has in recent years. And they are sort of look, listening to offers for Adama Traore and a few other of their sort Yeah, of... I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure though with the um, Adama show that we were to get the same money that they were demanding last last summer. 
I think forty to fifty million would be. I think I think they'll try and get forty or fifty. I think any more than that, I, I can't see any clubs paying it. They were asking for hundred million last summer for the Dortmund trial, right? Yeah. Right. Then moving on to the next game, we've got. I'll go. We'll go to the uh, FA Cup. So the first FA Cup tie is Chelsea Man City. Chelsea Man City. Yeah. I think this is the best game of the weekend on paper. Probably, yeah. I think Chelsea will probably come in and try and defend the game like every team does against Man City. Um, I'm not sure if Tuchel will, will continue to play a back five. He probably will. He will, lad. It, it'll be more defensive, though. It'll be. I don't think it'll be the 3-4-3 three, three that we've seen. I think it'll, it'll, it'll be He'll do five. that instead of playing Hudson and at like the right midfield. Yeah. Right wing back, he'll play somewhere like Aris James. Yeah. It'll yeah, be a similar I, sort I of game, I think, to the... Almost Atletico Madrid in the second in the second leg. I don't think Man City have been as free flowing as they have been in recent weeks, have they? Uh, as they have done in, in previous weeks. That, that, I, w- I would agree with that. They're, I'm they're not sort sure. of falling off. At, well, they're not falling off, but they're sort of not peaking at the right time this season. Yeah, I think that that one's more difficult to predict than it would have been a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to go with a one-all draw, go to penalties, and I think Chelsea will win on pens. You think all the way to pens? Mm. I'll tell you what, that would be a good game for the neutral. Especially with the yeah. history of the Kepa thing last time. Yeah, yeah. That was the league cup, that one, wasn't it? But, um, it was, yeah. I'll go in that game. I think Chelsea will go through as well. I think they're going to win like 2 0 Chelsea in that game. 2 0 Chelsea? Okay. Yeah. I think, is that the treble off then, wouldn't it? Yeah, because that's FA Cup. They could still get a treble, but it obviously wouldn't be the classic one with the FA Cup. I think Chelsea did well actually going to Crystal Palace and getting a really good result there because after the there was a few question marks weren't there after the West Brom game but I think me and you both sort of said they'll, they'll, they should be straight back on track and I want yeah. that as a as a big um, stumbling block and then they yeah, did yeah. fine so yeah I, I think they I actually think they'll win that game yeah yeah I'm gonna go Chelsea win on pens as well I actually think for a bit of an underdog comment for Chelsea Champions League maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm agreeing. I'm going to agree, agree with you there. I think um, if you look at their running, they've got obviously Madrid in the semi-final. I say running, but you know what I mean. They've got Madrid yeah. in the semi-final, and um, if you watch Madrid Liverpool, you obviously know that they did played all right, but they're not the same Madrid a couple of years ago. Are they? Oh, not, no. Liverpool, a good pull. Liverpool beat that team because that yeah. that home like they just missed a lot of chances. Liverpool. They're not brilliant. Like they they no. can defend, but going forward, I look at that front three and they just don't look. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be scared of it. You know what I mean? So no, I think Chelsea I can think. beat Madrid. It's I think not Chelsea can beat Madrid. Ronaldo, think, Bale and people like exactly, that. Exactly. And I think if Chelsea beat Madrid, then it will probably be Man City in the final. I, I, do, I think Man City will beat PSG. So, I mean, an all-English final, that's brilliant. And if Chelsea can beat Man City um, in the FA Cup, then they'll have confidence to beat them in the final. But obviously, we're a long way away from that. But yeah, you're right. Chelsea have got an outside chance. So you're going what what to go to penalties then? What would you say the score was going to be before penalties? One one, I think I said. One one and then penalties. Yeah, I'm going to go two 0 Chelsea. I think yeah. Pulisic might score. Not mm. Right, you just have a bet. You you're making very absolute predictions, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> just have a little bet builder in there. <laughs> Now, moving on to the next game, I think we haven't done this fully in chronological order, but which I just realised, but never mind. Um, is Arsenal Fulham? Is that on the Sunday? Yeah, this is the first game on Sunday. Is at half one. Ooh, tough game for Fulham. 
Arsenal off the back of a 4-0 win. I think it was. Yeah, 4-0 win against Prague. Very good uh, result, actually. Something that Leicester result. was unable to achieve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good result, to be fair. And Prague were a difficult team, but they'll have to you know, make a few changes for that. I think we'll see a very, very different Arsenal team to what we saw against Prague, which might give Fulham a chance. I'm going to go with 2-all. 2-all? Yeah. I thought you went, do you know where you, you set that up for a draw there, the way you were banging on the back? <laughs> I think, I think Arsenal will win comfortably, even being honest. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened either, to be honest. I'll go 3-0 Arsenal, I, th- I think they'll give them a good hiding, mm. as they would say. Okay. You know, we've got, a, no, Bamiyang's got malaria, so he won't be playing. Yeah. Uh, Lacazette, I think, is going to continue, his, and he's going to start, and he's going to score as well. Do you think he'll start again, though? Because it's only I a do, quick turnaround, think. isn't it? He's having a bit of a better season, actually, like us at this year. I thought he'd start Martinelli up front. He, Martinelli will play, I think. I think they'll play off the left, though. Mm. But like us, that's definitely someone who in, has come into his own recently, haven't they? Yeah. I think it's um, also, Scott, I know. I think the Rangers-Celtic game is this weekend as well. I think that might be in a, in a cup. I'm not yeah, I believe you're right. It's in the Scottish Cup, I think. We should. I think we should make a prediction for that. We've got to we'll, do the old thing. Shall, shall, we'll do that as like a little bonus at the end. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for an Arsenal 3 Fulham nil prediction. Okay, okay. Then we'll move on to the next game, which is a bit of an issue for Man United in recent years. Man United at home to Burnley. Obviously, last year they lost, I believe, 2-1 or 2-0 to Burnley. Mm. I believe it was 2-0. Who scored it? I think... Rodriguez that scored that well, one. Jay, Jay Rodriguez scored, yeah. And believe yeah. it, a header from like Ben Mee or something like that in the, yeah. in the other goal. I think that would be a comfortable win for Man United. Two so you don't, you don't see Burnley as a stumbling block? Nah. Unless, the only, the only way I could see that happening is if Burnley are in a bit of trouble relegation. Like they're, they still, they're not completely out of it, are they? No, they're quite well in it now, actually, with losing. Yeah. To they could be fired up. It could be a draw, but I think Man U will have enough. Well, Newcastle now are only a point behind Burnley. So, if, you, yeah. if you're saying that Newcastle are in the relegation race, oh, yeah. and Burnley definitely are as well, which yeah. obviously both are. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you. I think it'll be Man United. I think it'll be a, a really boring Man United performance, like we have seen. Yeah. Do you want to win like 1 0? They're a funny team, Man United, because I've rarely watched them this season and watched them play like a full 90 minutes of. You know, brilliant, brilliant football. They don't do it. it they, I think the issue is with Man United, and I've seen a lot of people saying this, because they don't rotate the squad, they can't play really intense football because they play three times a week. So yeah, they play the same sort of cohort of players all the time. So it means yeah. they have to play this sort of slow, boring football all the time. But yeah, you, did see, yeah. you did see in the Spurs game, when, when they sort of turned it on the second half, how good they can be. Oh, they were brilliant second yeah, half. Precisely, yeah, precisely. But I just, I just think... Solskjaer just thinks it's another game he can sort of cruise through. Admittedly, the football's boring and they're going to have to fix it next year when fans are backing because they won't allow it. Mm. But right now, we do know... Do you think Solskjaer can win a, a trophy with Man U? And I'm not talking like a Europa League or like a league... I mean like a Premier League or a Champions League. So I think it does get to the point where we do have to start putting... Because I know me and you have been very critical of Solskjaer in, 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 since forever, really. But mm. it, it, we are going to have to start getting to the point where he's second in the league with a team that's I, I won't say a second best team in the league. Having quite no, a good I'd team. say they are. I'd say they are. I think the only you look at Liverpool, like, like, Liverpool's team isn't what it was with the injuries. Chelsea have had Lampard in for opposite. You know what I mean? It, I think they they probably are on the balance. Of them. I think that 
where they're finishing right now is where they should finish at the start, like even at the start of the season. That team that they've got, that squad, it's definitely one of the. I mean, the starting eleven is probably one of the best in the league. Yeah, but like, they don't. They don't have an old midfield player, do they? It's any good. They've got a few weaknesses, but you just look at like the, the attacking talent they've got, like Greenwood, Rashford, Cavani, Pogba. The, the issue I've got with Man United is going forward, and you can you name all these players. There's the issue they don't have any creative wingers, and I, I get this is why they're in for Sancho, I think, because I was looking at it. Greenwood does as much as he's good a goal a goal scorer. He doesn't create all, an awful lot. Neither does Rashford. The, the more people who put the ball in the net, so you need. They've only really got Bruno, and then probably usually plays deeper, doesn't he? In sort of the holding midfield. So you've only really got Bruno that sort of creates chances. And I've seen that he create. I think he's created the most chances in the league this year. But when I watch Man United, they don't create a lot of chances, and it's because it's literally only Bruno Fernandez and Pogba maybe when he plays in the wing. You know what, Scott? Do you know what? Tell you exactly, you know, to a T, is what you're saying, um, Jack Grealish. I think he, he he has to move on to the bigger club. I think. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think he had the second most chance created in the league. Behind he has Bruce. got to move. He, he he can't stay at Aston Villa on the season. He's I got think to he move does. Though. I think he does. Oh, he can't. It's just a waste of a season. I hate to say it because um, I don't want to like put you know. Aston, <laughs> thing about Aston Villa is they are one of the, Premier League, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the Premier League and they are historically one of the best as well. But they just, like, to the fans that are listening that are Aston Villa fans, I'm sorry, but you're not going to go anywhere in the next couple of years. I don't think Steve Smith's <laughs> no, capable of it. You, I don't... You, you say that, though, but they have, they are, they've got owners that really want to do well. They spend a lot of money. They are starting to build something there. They've got, admittedly, Mike Croft, Christian Max of Dean Smith, but their squad improves year on year. No, Scott, there's no way they are finishing in the top six in the next decade. No way. In the next decade? Yeah, there's no way. Oh, he's he's going to waste his career. You Move look at the Leicester blueprint, though, and where you are now. They've got Dean Smith in charge, though. He's not, yeah. he's not a Premier League top six manager. Everyone yeah, in the top the, six the right squad, now is Their squad gets manager. better, and they, and they buy good people, I think, year on year. Like, look at the, Especially this summer, where you bring what? Ollie Watkins got brought in, Matty Cash, etc., I, I, I think I think he's wasting his career. Club going somewhere, if I'm being honest. And the only the only reason he'd stay is to secure his sort of legendary legacy at, at the club. They've got to win somewhere though. If he's going to, you know, a league cup or something, effort. I think he's just going to, you know, it's time now. Move on in the summer. You've got them promoted. You've kept them up two seasons in a row and, and got them somewhere at least maybe a top ten finish possibly. Move on now. I think Manchester United is the next step for him. Yeah, but Man United, admittedly, of I think from what I said, they've only got hundred million to spend this summer. Yeah, and if, talking... they, if they've only got hundred million to spend, right? You uh, with that transfer budget, you, you sell some of the deadwood that you've got, right? Yeah, look you look at Gallo, of... Lingards, him, exactly. all that. Say you get rid of three players, right? And and I on average they go for twenty million. There's another sixty. One, million one of them it. keepers needs to go as well. Exactly, they have got, they can do it. They can sign a defensive midfielder and they can sign a Jack Grealish like they. They, but they, they almost need a centre half as well, don't they? I think the centre half is probably, looking at it, it's probably the most important position as well as the, the defensive midfielder. The I, winger I, one is a luxury though, isn't it? Yeah, I think defensive midfield for me is the one because I don't like the centre half. Rice, if they yeah, honestly if swap there with Rice, Rice Lingard plus about fifty million, that's good business. That is. No, I, I mean, would. And then no, you've got I, a lot of your budget. That, well. Have you seen that thing that Lingard apparently doesn't want to be involved in a swap deal? Like his agents can't said that. So. Is that right? Yeah. 
How much oh. the truth's in that, I don't know, but apparently there's something about Lingard's agent coming out saying. I wonder why. There's also the fact that Declan Rice wants to go to Chelsea as well. I don't, I don't really know. I think Declan Rice is probably... Is he going to... I don't know. Because Declan Rice will probably command like an £80 million, £90 million transfer fee. It, um, it also depends if they get European football or not as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. You look at Basuma though, as like a cheaper option though, don't you? But he's not really a DM though. He's more of a box-to-box player. Isn't he? I don't know. I think I think put Basuma in that Man United team, then Miles better. But he, he's not like a sitter. He he, he gets full. I think it's a very specialist position, and I think Declan Rice is probably the best that you've got that's realistic. I mean, you're not going to be able to sign like um, Fabinho or Ndidi or whatever like that. Declan Rice is available, I think, this summer. So you buy him. I think they could get indeed if they slapped like you but you're talking eighty to hundred million. Uh, I don't honestly I don't think they could. Yeah, like you say, just purely because like our owners um will demand like ninety plus million, they ain't gonna pay that. No way. No, agreed. Anyway, so yeah, so we've basically gone through many United transfer policy there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna go on to the your the big game for you at the weekend, Mark. Mm. Scott, I'm very confident. Very, very confident. Do you think, where do you rank this in big games of like the last few years for you? Is it one of the big games? Uh, It it feels like a big game, but it doesn't feel like one of our biggest, if you know what I mean. Because I think, as as arrogant as it is to say, we are expected to beat Southampton. You know, it's not exactly like you've got a Manchester United in the semi-final or a uh, Chelsea or whatever, like we're expected to beat them, and I don't think um, many Leicester fans are expecting us to lose. But like you say, it's still an important game because we can lose. And Southampton are a team that you know they're a team that's South- doing awfully though. At the yeah, they've been absolutely yeah, since the tenth year they've took the least points in the league they're by far. Rollover. I wouldn't say they're a roll. Like, whenever I've watched Southampton, they still put you know they can attack, they can play good football. Um, but I am very, very confident. I think with the whole party situation, as I'm sure you've heard about, um, I think that will sort of work to our advantage in a, in a weird way. I think Madison doesn't know before. what it means by the party situation. Basically, Madison, Chowdhury and Perez had a party and missed the last game against West Ham. So he's yeah. basically reacting that, that that would boost them in now to sort of fight back. And... Yeah, I think Madison will put in a man of match performance. I really do. I think it could be a 2-3. No, I'm going to keep it at that. Two or three now. I, I, do you know what? I, I usually think you're going to struggle against the, the um, these sort of teams. Do I always predict you that like yeah. you play Newcastle or someone, you seem to struggle. But for me, I think Southampton's so bad this year. I think you'll do amazing. I think you'll win about I three. I think we're not, we're not going to make the same mistake that we did against West. Because in the West Ham game, obviously we're missing key players and, and I don't want to go into that too much. But in the West Ham game, we didn't really put them to the sword like... If you put a team under pressure like we did in the last 20 minutes, like Leicester can score goals. And I think against Southampton, we'll start to you know, play more attacking football in the first half and throughout the old game as well. And I think it will be two or three. Maybe even, I don't want to you know, big them up too much, but it could be a high-scoring game. could be. He's basically referencing that he might think it's going to be 4 or 5 nil. <laughs> no, no, no. Score, maybe, maybe. What's your prediction then? If you're going to nail on a score, 3-0. I'll go 2-0. Yeah, I'll go 2-0. I'll, I'll go 3-0, I think. I think you'll win easy that game. I never, That's never me backing. I am supremely confident in this game, which I, I haven't been for quite a few months, but I think this game I am, yeah. 
And then the final game of the whole weekend, which isn't even another weekend, it's the Monday fixture. But it's the last of this sort of game week, I guess. It's quite an interesting one. Leeds versus Liverpool. Yeah. Oof. Now, Leeds, again, are one of those teams that haven't got anything to play for, have you? No. Well, we, we technically, by, I think, mathematically, we could get in the top six. Like, it's like, we win, if we win, sort of, Six games out of last eight or whatever it is, then we we, we do push it. But mm. I think with the Liverpool game, I think actually I think we've got seven games left, and I think I reckon if we win four four or five of them, we'll get we'll get top six. Really? I don't think we will win four or five, but I think if what, we do, what, if you won, if you won four out of the last, well, six, no, six, actually seven. I tell you, like, if we won five of our last of our last games, yeah, I think we would. Well, how many points would that put you on? Uh, 15, 60, 60 points. Would that get top six? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 60 points definitely gets top six, doesn't it? I mean, 65, you were top in Champions League last year, weren't you? Yeah. No, I think, um, ooh, I'm stuck on it. I want Liverpool to lose, obviously, the Leicester fan. Uh, but I'll try and go in the head. Uh, are you at home? We are at home, yeah. Bear in mind, though, there's a big thing here. Rafinha is a doubt. Rafinha's a doubt, is it? Yeah. Which I'll, is go a... two, I'll go 2 1 Liverpool, I think. I hate predicted lead scores, but um, I, look, I think we've been on a brilliant run. We've had a brilliant result of the weekend, but I do think our run will finally come to an end. Because we have won, we've won beaten in four, we've won in our last three. Well, you've won three in a row, yeah. Yeah, won three on the bounce. We beat Fulham at Fulham, when everyone thought they were the best team in world football. Uh, and we beat. <laughs> Then we beat everyone thinks it's the worst team in world football, Sheffield United, and then we obviously beat Man City. Mm. But I, I think we might lose the game because I've still got a uh, sneaky suspicion Liverpool will get the top four. They're gonna have to win that, that this game if they're gonna get top four. So I know, I know, and I think that they, they will as well. But I, I, another thing is with Leicester not playing, um, you. I think oh, it's sort of a disadvantage with us not playing because if they start to win, if if Liverpool win and if West Ham win and if Chelsea Chelsea. win, actually Chelsea in the semi-final as well, but if Liverpool and West Ham win, then they really put the pressure on us to win our game in hand. That's what I mean. This is what I mean about when you're doing stuff like that and it's a sort of club like Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp and all all that's around it. There's something about that. Do you know what I mean? If, if it were West Ham chasing you down, I don't feel as much in it as if it's Liverpool, like this huge club. Like, it's like, imagine imagine you're in a running race, yeah, and you're running away from an enemy. And so there's someone trying to catch you, and one, one's like a little boy who's trying to catch you, and there's a and there's a massive, like, seven foot six man chasing you down. Which one are you more scared of? You know what I mean? Yeah, the seven foot six. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I still don't think Liverpool will get top. I, I just Liverpool don't think they've got it. They're not consistent. They're not. And I don't think they've got it in them to get top four. I think this they season the last is... three, though. I know, but I don't think this season that... Like, OK, they've won the last three, but have they been convincing in any of those three? The Arsenal one, yeah. Um, what, what, who did they play last game? Villa. Villa, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a Trent 90th minute goal. Yeah. It's not... I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't see him getting top four. Me and you have sort of started the little thing here, haven't you? Because the whole time you've been like Liverpool aren't going to get top four since it all went wrong, obviously, for him. And yeah. I've always been that they are. And I think we've almost created a rivalry there. Between... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, 
It's only because they've like Liverpool are a club that would normally get top four with their team, but they've just defensively like Nat Phillips and Kabak. They're not exactly like you can put them under pressure, can't you? You can. You know what I mean? Like, they are. They have got it's not just that Marnie has been absolutely woeful. Marnie's He's turned Marnie has turned into Raheem Sterling in a Liverpool shirt. <laughs> he was good in a Liverpool shirt, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, but admittedly, but Raheem Sterling, what do you associate? Loads of missed chances. That is Marnie. Marnie's not even like. Um, I think a lot of people said Marnie last season was better than Salah, and they were, everyone it was always Marnie was better than Salah. Now it's not even close, is it? Not even close. Salah is just. I was I was very much of the Marnie better than Salah thing. Really? I don't somehow I don't know what it is with Salah. I think there's some sort of part of him that's quite unlikable. I don't know what it is. <laughs> is like, it the diving? I think that st- stuff like that doesn't play into it. He's quite greedy been... as well, but you've got to be greedy to, to you know. Yeah, it's the, it's the greediness and it's the it's the diving and all and all the sort of simulation he does. <laughs> he, he just seems and Marnie obviously is such quite a ni- likable character with the money where he gives money back to his family back in uh, Senegal and stuff. I'm sure Marnie, I'm sure Salah does as well, though, doesn't he? I'm not saying doesn't, but it's I don't know. It, the, the way it's portrayed, admittedly, I might be getting media done here, but. I don't know, there's something more likable about Mane than there is someone. So I've always been a fan of Mane. But I, I am starting to doubt him his ability because he has been... How many off. points did Liverpool off the top four? Are they four? Um, three, I believe. Yeah, three. Three. Mm. It's close, yeah. fair. It's, it's not... Yeah, it's, but all it takes is just like a few games where teams start to pull away and, and then you start to get to the last three or four games and it's quite hard to overturn that. And I think that could happen. I think they've got reasonably favourable fixtures, though. I, I think the top four on the last day of the season, will, I think it'll be done. That, yeah, that, l- listen, to, listen to Liverpool's fixtures, though. They've got Leeds, then they've got Newcastle at home. Admittedly, they've got Man United away, which is very hard, and you can even say they'll lose that game. But then Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, and Crystal Palace at home. Mm. That ain't a bad set of fixtures. Yeah, it's not. It's not. If you take the Man United one out of it, they should actually win every single other one. You take, to be honest though, the, with with the um, last sort of six seven games of a season, you take it with a pinch of salt the fixtures because anything can happen, literally anything. Yeah, but like, you look I, you look at the teams they play. Realistically, a lot of them haven't got much to play for either. That's that's like, that's the thing though, isn't it? Leeds haven't got anything yeah. to play for really. Uh, Newcastle have got so much to play for. Southampton, I suppose it depends. Crystal Palace definitely don't on the last game of the season. And I think Burnley will be safe by then as well. I, I think I just think Liverpool, Klopp and all that and the, the fixtures they've got, I, I think they'll be in easy for me. I think not getting knocked out of the Champions League as well. That's quite a um I won't say positive, but in terms of top four it's probably quite a positive thing because all your attention focuses on the Saturday. That's what I mean. The training. We haven't yeah. seen Liverpool play like that where they've only got one thing to do. In so exactly. long. You've got a full week of training. You go into the Saturday or Sunday game or Monday or Friday these days and um, and, you, and you can play your best team. There's no concerns about um, fitness issues for the next, you know, you don't play on Tuesday. That, that's where I w- would start to worry about them. But again, Liverpool's team is quite, it's still quite depleted, isn't it? You've got to and say, no looking at them fixtures and looking at the way they don't have any Champions League football and they've got, they don't have a fake cup or anything and they're literally focusing only on that. They should now, from this point, get top four, shouldn't they? No, I think it's still unrealistic to say they should. I think, 
Look at how they're performing, though. Scott, look at how they're performing. You've got Alice Lingol, who looks a completely different goalkeeper. Kavak and Nat Phillips, granted, they weren't, they're not world-class defenders already, but they're not, um, you know, they're, they're still suspect. Then you've got the likes of Mane, and who's not performing. Firmino's not, they, this, you know, they've got these teams. They've got Jota, who's performing, who's back fit again. They've got Henderson to come back into the team as well. I can't see it, Scott, I really can't. I know you're trying to convince me, but I can't. I, I, I generally can't see how you can't. It's the, do you know what I mean? Because of how they, they've won the last three, granted, but they're not playing brilliantly. The Arsenal no, that, played that, really well. That is a good point because even against the Villa game, at, Villa deserved to get Villa deserved to win. They were they put them to the sword in the first half. It was more, the I, Villa I, game. It could have been easily a Villa win, easily. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't no. But they're not convincing, are they? I don't know. I, I, who, have they got, who have they got this weekend against Leeds? Isn't it? Leeds, Leeds on Monday. Yeah. Do you reckon if they lose that, would you think you'd, you'd drop the argument? Or you, no. No? I still think they've got easy fixtures. There's still, yeah, still a lot of points to play for. There is. Well, anyway, what are you going for that score in that game? Uh, what did I say? Um, 2-1 Liverpool, didn't I? I think I'll go 2-0 Liverpool. I think it'll be. Which I would be ashamed to uh, be a bit sad about, but you know, we've we've had a good league, we've had a good year. So. Would th- would you say this is probably exceeded expectations? Like from the start of the season, August the tenth, whatever it was. No, it was actually September, wasn't it? Um, do you reckon that before the first game of the season kicked off, if you said Leeds are going to be on X amount, how many points are you on? Forty-five. Forty-five with. Six games ago, you reckon that would have been exceeding any expectations you had? Yeah. No, I'm blown out of the water. I'd I'd have took being where Southampton are on 36 points right now, or even where Brighton are on 33, without a shadow of a doubt. Really? Yeah. I, I all I want is from this season, and every league final service as well, just to stay in the league another year of it. Bit more money in the bank, go again. Do you know what? In a in a not not even in a weird way, because I think you probably agree, but if that Rafinha signing has got you where you are, I think. No, I am. If you don't no, if you don't sign Rafinha, you're not finishing on forty. Well, you're not you're not being on forty some points now. I still think we'd have, I think still would think we'd avoid a relegation though. Yeah, you would have, I think with the Bamford goals as well. But Rafinha creates like who else who else would play right wing if Rafinha weren't in the team? And if he, Hel- if Hel- he hadn't held a costa for him. He's not the same though, is it? You know what I mean? No, no Rafinha signing, he lifts you like if you're having a, a bad game, Rafinha gets the ball and he, he tries something, he he makes stuff happen. Ah, uh, he's brilliant. <laughs> you don't finish in the top fourteen, maybe even fifteen, if Rafini didn't sign. If we don't finish in the top fourteen or fifteen, you don't sign. No, I'm saying if Rafini didn't sign in the summer, you wouldn't have finished like in the top fourteen or fifteen clubs. I think you would have that, been. That's a bit. Yeah, but that's a bit of a dig at Bielsa, isn't it? Now he, he is. He he was no, on the right. It's not a dig at. I think he's a giving Rafinha praise really. All right. I think it's giving Rafinha praise and just saying like what a, I think he's a terrific player. I'm not yeah. digging it. I think with Leeds it's because I, I looked at their team and I thought Bamford he's not going to score goals and stuff. But then when he actually started to score goals and Rafinha started to create chance I was like this team doesn't look like a team that's going to go down. So maybe I'm being... What, I'll, what I'll say about Leeds this season is we have literally scored too many goals to get relegated. Yeah, that's what it is. We've scored. We've just scored too many goals to get really. You score, how many goals have you scored? Forty. What's that in? Forty what? Forty nine. How many goals have like 
To put into that Chelsea, to, to, uh, comparison, yeah, give me some context. Che- Chelsea have scored 50. Oh, okay. Um, you've sco- uh, Leicester have scored 55. Spurs have scored 52. Everton have scored 41. Arsenal have scored 40. So we've scored eight more goals than Everton. Everton have scored 41? Yeah. We've scored 49. You're joking. No, I'm not. I think that sort of says what a poor season they've had as well. Yeah. Everton. Wolves have scored 31 goals. We've scored 40. That's embarrassing, that is. God, I didn't know Everton. You look at some yeah. of the teams at the bottom, at, further down the league. You've got Sheffield United on 17 goals. Uh, Fulham on 24. West Brom 28. Burnley 25. That This is why we stayed up, you see, because... We're basically on on goal scored. We're, we're well into like the about sixth place or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, I think that, that's the thing about you is like Bamford scored obviously the like not the majority of goals, but I'm going to say like the goals seem to be spread out quite a bit, don't they? Yeah, admittedly we've conceded quite a lot. On 40, we've conceded 49, which I think there's there's a few teams that have conceded more. Crystal Palace, Southampton. Is New that Palace. one of the worst in Division 49? But we're about. We're about mid-table, or about we're about 14th for goals conceded, and about sixth for goals scored. But you, you never, for me, if you score 49 goals in a year by this point, you're never going to get relegated because there's just you can't concede that many goals. They're not. If you think, if you think though, without that amount, that amount of goals scored, and you're just tying up your defence, you're pushing for top six. <laughs> Generally, if we'd have conceded about 10 less goals this year, we'd be well in the top six, I think. Well, what sort of the top four? Top six teams conceded. Just to give a bit of context as well. Um, Everton thirty-eight, um, Liverpool thirty-seven, West Ham thirty-nine, Leicester thirty-seven. So we're talking. You're talking like we well, conceded about ten goals less. Than majorities have really. Okay. Tottenham thirty-five. Mm. But yeah. Are you going to bring in a, just just quickly on Leeds while we're on it? We've gone off on a bit of tangent though. But I wanted to. I'm not really in the loop of Leeds and stuff. But what sort of areas are you looking to? strengthen in the summer we definitely need a number 10 I think I'd look at Rodrigo de Paul we've been heavily linked with him at Udinese having another brilliant season there what's happened with Rodrigo he's a striker anyway so he wasn't brought in to play I think he, I think he was brought in to sort of because we didn't think Bamford were probably good enough obviously Bamford then has took the helm he's also really struggled this year with injuries like he's just constantly been out with injury he's out again with injury for the last few games as well mm. which doesn't help but yeah, we de- we need definitely the left back as well. We're looking at Mar- Alex Moreno from I can't remember some Spanish. Santa Vigo, is it? It's a Spanish team. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. They've got is it? No, it might be Real Betis actually. But um, and then we're looking at Perard as well, which I'm not quite sure where he. He's, well, he's another. We need, we're looking at a left back mainly. Um, a number. No t- centre back. No, we don't need a number centre. We don't need a centre back. Do you not think Robin Cock and um. I think, especially Robin. I mean, Robin Cock hasn't played too much this season. Neither has Lorente. Do you not think? Are they are they the sort of people that are going to step up if Liam, like Liam Cooper's been suspended? Do you think they're good enough? I think the Lorente. If you, I don't know if you watched the game at the weekend with Leeds, but Lorente were absolutely unbelievable. Mm. And, and has been since he's had a run in the team has been sensational. His injury problems. So that's what I mean. He has, but it, it, if you look at his injury record, it's it's just been unlucky. Like it's not he's not injury prone. It's just that the fact that he's just picked up injuries. So, who is your best, like, you don't need to name your, your whole start at 11, but what's your best defence? Obviously, Ailing and Dallas probably the left, left back and right back. That's why we need a left back because our, Dallas is playing midfield now, so we're playing Alioski there. But, um, yeah. And he's also not a mid, he's not a left back anyway, but he's done well there. So we need a left yeah. back. Um, 
two centre halves. It's hard, you know, because we've got I think we've got four really solid centre halves, which is what we needed. We've just, we've just been so unlucky with injuries at centre half. Mm. We've got the two right footed ones in Lorente and Cock, who we brought in in the summer. And then we've got Struick, who's looked brilliant this year, next to Cooper as well, who's actually had a really good season as well. Mm. So they're the two left footed ones. So I think our strongest centre back pairing is either Cooper. But in Bielsa said it's Cooper and either Lorente or Cock, I think. Not Struick, no. No, Struik seems to always be the one that gets brought out of the team. because he's his age, I think, as well. He's, he's a young kid, his first real year coming through the... We saw him a bit last year, but hardly anything. It's been this year, really, when he's when he's come through the ranks. Is, is, do you think Struik's got the capabilities to like, push on and be one? Oh, he's got, he's got all... He's, he's tall, he wins the... He's good in the air, he's good on the ball. He is... We call him Virgil van Struik, at least, because that, that's what Virgil he's like. van Struik, But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's just just he's just inexperienced, obviously. So you're not going to be playing him every week. But um, yeah. in the same way that Leicester, I don't think would have wanted to play for Farner as much as they have. Mm. He's he just given us no choice but to yeah, uh, size. Um, yeah. So I I don't really know how best centre back pairing. Obviously, I think Bielsa's is probably Cooper and Lorente at the moment. I, I'd say. I would have thought honestly because whenever I've seen Struik, he was brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's it's so hard on Struik, but it's just I think he's generally just his age. Admittedly, if you, you, if you, when you're good enough, you're old enough. But I don't know. It's, it's, we want our captain in the team as well. So Cooper gives you more than just his defending capabilities because he's, he's the captain of the team. So mm. he sort of has to play. And then you're talking, yeah, Laurenti and or Cock fighting for that for other spot. But I think I, we don't need another centre half. We've got four solid centre halves, and as long as yeah. two of them are fit, preferably one left footed and one right footed, I think. I'm happy with any of them. Yeah. Struik and Cooper are both left-footed, aren't they? Yeah. And then Cock and Laurenti are both right-footed. Okay. I, I haven't be... seen much of um, Robin Cock this season. Okay. He started in the team. He had a really good game. Do you remember Drew when Man City won all at start of the year? He was yeah. really That's probably his best performance this season. He's really good in the air, which is what we, we, we lacked. And with him being injured for so long, we struggled, obviously, from corners. He's a German international, isn't he, as well? He is, yeah. So is Laurent, and Laurent is a um, Spanish international. And I believe Struix is, is a Dutch player as of now, but he's talking to Roberto Martinez, the um, Belgium, because he wants him to start playing for Belgium. Does um, So is he eligible for Belgium? And yeah. And, yeah, he can he can pick either way, I think, still. Yeah, but, you've got to pick Belgium, then. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, because, well, it's not just that. It's the fact that uh, Holland... There's so many good. You've got Delict, Van Dyke. There's a few others in there that are good old defenders. So, mm. yeah, Belgium. But um, yeah, it, it's looking good for Leeds, and we've got yeah, we just we just desperately need a number ten and a left back because we don't actually have a left back. I don't think really. So I don't think Alaska is. I think he's more a left midfielder or left wing back. Calvin so Phillips. Actually, do you think he's um, had a good season as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come into the season well. Done, done a good job. Yeah. I expect he, he would make the step up. He has. I, we maybe could do with another play, replacement for Calvin Phillips as well. Not just because if he gets injured, we literally have no one that can play them. Yeah, yeah. We end up playing a, um, a centre half though, which is not really. Shackleton is trying to try to play there a few. He's times, not. He's he? just. He's a bit small, Shackleton. Unfortunately, he's a bit. Which means him not. He's obviously going to be good when he comes through, but. It's your squad depth as well, though, isn't it? Like, but it, but that's what when you're, I look at your bench and stuff, for. like your bench is, is a very championship bench, isn't it? To be honest, even when we're in the championship, we look used to look at other teams' benches and think, you know, that's better than ours. Yeah. 
But it, yeah, we get a decent summer. Rodrigo de Paul on the left back, and I, I, honestly, we, there's no, there is no reason. I'm not sure what your financial situation is with regards to your owners and stuff. If we you did get back, 100 million last summer, so I don't see us doing that again for any Leeds fans. That are, I just can't see where they're going to get the money from, to be honest. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say, there's no reason why you can't follow Leicester's blueprint and, and start to build a club that, that fights for Europe season. It's just whether you've got the money to do that, because obviously I'm, I think you've said before the, Brad the, key stake, yeah, the key stakeholder hasn't actually got all that much money, has he? Well, in respect to he, Premier League. He has, he has compared to me and you, but um, yeah, yeah. Ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think if you're going to challenge the top six, you need to spend every summer like quite a not you know, it doesn't have to be two hundred million every summer. We do we do have a good thing that we do seem to we do find good deals like Lorente is a good deal, cop cop for thirteen million a German international at yeah. twenty three years of age. Spot on. Rafinha's obviously speaks for himself. There's only really Rodrigo and he's been injured the majority of the season anyway, that we you could argue would misfire that really. I think well the Lorente's still got question. He hasn't played all that much. He's probably played what, twelve Premier League games? I don't even know if he's played that, but in, when he's had a run in the team, he's been, and I can only go off what we've seen recently, he's been superb. So He played well against, um, was it Chelsea? I can't even, no, it wasn't Chelsea. He did but play remember, Chelsea, but he came... Yeah, he came off in that one. But I remember watching him. Um, I do like. I think he looks quite good, Lorente. He, he's very good on the ball as well. Yeah, he's, he's a, a state mark that Bielsa wants, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap it up there before we just talk it, turn it into a Leeds podcast? Do the um, Rangers Celtic one. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. So we'll we'll get that out quickly. Is that the quarterfinals? Was it the semi-finals? Oh, I think it must be um, the semi-finals. That is the it's on Sunday and it's the fourth round. Fourth round. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, there you are. Rangers versus Celtic is going through. Uh, Rangers are going to win two nil. I'd say Rangers are going to win as well. Yeah. Three nil. I, I, I don't want to know, and I think Ryan Kent will score as well. Oh, no, he might be injured, actually. Mm. But, yeah. Do you have any more to say about that? Because I, I don't confess to know what's about Scottish football, to be honest. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that um, the Rangers fans couldn't really care less if they got knocked out, if I'm honest. Uh, they could, but they yeah, the league now. You see, yeah, I, I think you're wrong there. I think the, these um, derbies, no, no matter what's going on... Bragging rights, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like the most important, you know, old firm game this season. It's not. I mean, the Scottish Cup isn't exactly prestigious, is it? No, it's not. But the, yeah. it, whoever wins that will go on to win it. That's in store. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening, and thank you, Matt, for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on, Scott. And um, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now.